We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey, I'm Joe Connolly, business reporter at WCBS Radio in New York, along with producer Neele Caruso. And we're going to go down now to Cape May, New Jersey. We're talking to Wendy Collins, the owner of the Mission Inn, located on the ocean right between New York and New Jersey avenues. How about that, Wendy? <laughs> it's beautiful down here in Cape May this morning, and the, the sun is shining, the birds are singing, and uh, we're open for business. How did you start a business in New Jersey the farthest possibly away from New York you could be? How did you end up way down there? <laughs> well, we could say it was by design, but it was more by the grace of God. Um, I was, I'm an official corporate burnout. I did the, uh, the New York grind for almost 20 years and uh, was looking 50 square in the eye and decided I wanted to get out of town and uh, didn't want to sit in meetings or sit in front of computers or sit on a train anymore. So a bed and breakfast seemed like a good idea, and Cape May is a great place to land. Wow. What does the season look like here in the early going? What do you think the season will be like, Wendy? Right now, uh, we are cautiously optimistic. Um, We opened the accommodations down here opened up June 1st, and we've seen a steady stream of folks from the New York metropolitan area, Philadelphia, greater New Jersey. Uh, Everybody is really looking for a way to uh, reboot and kind of recalibrate after the last three months of craziness. Are you sold out for the season yet at the end? We are not. And, and talking to my colleagues you know, around town here, um, everybody is doing a lot more last-minute bookings than they would have traditionally done. Traditionally down here in Cape May, June, July, and August would be pretty much sold out already for everybody. You wouldn't be able to get a room. Um, and now we're getting a lot of calls last minute. I think people are sort of taking it very slowly and, and thoughtfully in terms of uh, how they're traveling. And uh, you know, we're getting those last-minute reservations to fill some holes. Wendy, ahead of the holiday weekend here, do you believe that you'll be able to turn a profit? I mean, are you getting enough interest? The summer, as I said before, we're cautiously optimistic. I think everyone in here in Cape May uh, kind of has the same philosophy right now, that we're just looking at 2020 as the year of survival and trying to kind of get back to where we were. Last year, 2019, in in Cape May, was an amazing summer. We had record numbers all around town in terms of number of visitors and and profitability and restaurants and hotels. And so we've taken a kind of a big hit, but we've got a lot of strong people here, a lot of strong entrepreneurs, and we're just trying to 
kind of tread water in 2020 and get back and hopefully looking ahead to 2021. How long have you owned the inn, Wendy? Uh, I've owned it along with my partner uh, for, this is our fourth summer, so we count in summers here in Cape May. Mm. It's our fourth summer. And what percent of your guests are repeats, Wendy? We're very lucky at the Mission Inn. We've got a very loyal clientele. Um, The last time I looked at the the metrics, we were running at about a 60% repeat uh, visitor rate, which is great. I think the industry Mm -hmm. average is around 30 to 40%. Good for you. What brings them back from what you can tell? Well, Cape May is a beautiful place. It's got friendly faces and open spaces, as we say, so it's a great draw in and of itself. But the Mission Inn is a very special place. Um, It's got a lot of history. Uh, It's got an amazing chef who's been here for 26 years. Uh, She's part of the reason people come back. We've had people that have come to the Mission Inn for 20 years, and they swear they've never had the same breakfast twice. That's how good she is. The Inn was built, I read, uh, more than 100 years ago. The rooms are gorgeous, Wendy. There are murals on the walls. It's just beautiful. Yeah, like I said, it's a pretty special place. The building itself is Spanish Mission style, and we are surrounded in a sea of Victorian buildings, so we really stand out down here in Cape May. And then the inside was painted uh, by a local artist. Uh, it took about 12 years to paint the entire property with the murals, and all the murals depict California landscapes that you would see if you were around the missions out in California. One other last question I have to ask. Victoria and I think porches. Do you have porches to sit on there and look out at the ocean? Cape May is notorious for its porches. Uh, here, because we are Spanish mission style, we call ours a veranda. Same idea. Different, different terminology. Neil? In what ways, Wendy, have you changed your business model since the pandemic? Yeah, so that's a really great question. I think we've had to reevaluate every single part of our business, like most people. Um, first, our cleaning protocols. We've really prided ourselves over the years about our, our cleanliness and our sanitation, but we've even had to step that up a few notches. I think you know mm-hmm. expectations right now are very high. So we've had to really look at everything that we've done, uh, top to bottom, everything from check-in to check-out. I have to tell you, I was so impressed by your website of how detailed you were in in your cleaning procedures. And just going on there and seeing what products you use, when you use them, extending the the time for check-in and check-out to sanitize. Tell me about those health procedures. How did you come up with it? Uh, I guess it's according to the CDC. And explain what those health procedures are. Sure. So we really put a lot of time and research uh, during our downtime the last three months to make sure we were going to come out of the gates strong and and effective. And certainly we took the lead from the CDC, uh, but we also relied on other organizations that we're a part of. We've got some local groups here, local um, hotel associations, as well as national hotel associations. And then we sort of just used common sense and said, how can we make sure that we're being completely transparent with the products that we're using and completely safe with what we're choosing to do? Uh, and we really wanted to be a, a thought leader in that area and make sure that our guests, whether they are repeat guests or new people looking for a place that they can feel safe to travel right now, we really wanted to put our best foot forward. Wendy, are guests asking specific questions about your cleaning procedures before they book when they call on the phone? They actually are very, very detailed, in fact. Um, On average, we would take a phone call before the pandemic, and we'd answer one or two quick questions, and then our guests would hopefully book. Now it's 
probably on average a 15-minute conversation every time the phone rings. And we're happy to do it, uh, but the questions are extremely detailed um, in terms of social distancing, are masks required, what are your cleaning protocols, what's happening in the town with the restaurants. Everybody really is asking a lot more questions than they have in the past. Isn't that interesting? The phone calls have gone from two minutes to 15 minutes. Fascinating. It is, but you know what the good news is, Joe? It's better than three months ago when the phone calls were a cancellation. So we'll take it. It's true. Absolutely. And you, and you build a nice relationship. And, and these people, once they get the breakfast that's never repeated in the history of the world, uh, they are going to become your new repeat customers because you know them. They know you now before you before they arrive. It, it is. It's, it's definitely building that relationship. And it's, you asked a question earlier about what's changed. And I think that's one thing that's changed. And we're really trying to make sure it's not in the bad way. We're a bed and breakfast. We have eight rooms. It's a very social environment. And so now as we're navigating this new normal, wearing masks and dealing with social distancing, we're still trying to engage with people um, either on the phone before they come via email or in person when they're here. It's very different, obviously, but that engagement is very important to us. Are a lot of the guests telling you that they had a trip planned to Europe or to California or someplace that they are no longer taking? Yes. In fact, that's a, that's some of the phone conversations we're having are talking about that. A lot of trips overseas, a lot of cruises that were canceled, obviously. And because of that, the good news is people that are booking are doing so for longer than normal. So if they would typically come to Cape May for two or three days in the summer, they're extending it to four or five days because they're not able to make their other longer destination trips. What have you learned over the course of the pandemic that you would impart on others in travel and hospitality? Wow. Um, I think we we certainly learned uh, patience. (laughs) And I think that would be the number one thing, you know, whether you're a business owner or you're a consumer, I think patience right now is so important because everybody is in a new, a new world. The game has changed. And whether you're eating out at a restaurant or you're visiting a, a hotel or a bed and breakfast, or you're just doing a day trip somewhere. Patience is critical. Everybody is playing with new rules and trying to figure it out as they go. And if we're all just patient with each other and kind to each other, we'll get through it. It's been great to talk to you, Wendy, and I will add at the end here that one of the reasons we have interviewed you for our broadcast today is because a friend of mine who is a business owner from New Jersey texted me rave reviews of the mission in two days in a row. Oh, I got to love them. (laughs) Before we take you to another famous summer resort area, here's how hard the business owners have been working in Manasquan, New Jersey. Manasquan Tavern, a popular Italian restaurant, put up a huge tent on their patio outside. The tent rental companies are flat out this summer. The Salty Whale showed a lot of ingenuity. They poured sand into one of the parking lots in Manasquan and put a big tent over that. They also had an acoustic band playing. And the ice cream store in Manasquan also had a young woman playing electric piano to entertain outside the ice cream store. Neil? Joe, we're getting an idea of what the summer vacation spots will look like this summer, and our next guest knows the East End very well. She owns Kai Kai Sandals Shops, two of them, in Montauk with her brother, They also own Summer Stock at Gosman's Dock out there and owns an inn called Inn at Old Harbor 
on a block island. Gabrielle, how has business been in Montauk comparatively to past summers at this point in late June? There's a lot more people here in Montauk, and they are eager to be out. So it's it's going to be, in my opinion, a very strong but short season because we uh, people are, are just excited to be back and to be out. Interesting. So what are you seeing in terms of uh, people protecting themselves? Are they wearing masks? Are they practicing social distancing? Or is it a bit of a free-for-all as people are eager to, to get out this summer? I definitely feel that people are wearing masks. If they are not, they are having a spouse or a friend run into the store to purchase masks. And uh, there's, there's even some covering of their faces with their t-shirt until they can get it on. And so people are very respectful of the masks. That's what I am feeling. Um, the social distancing, not so much because everybody is in a group. They're coming out here. They're already with their families. So it, that has been that has been difficult to police. And I, I don't see that really uh, working that well every day in the groups that I see out. People walking on the street, people um you know, having an outdoor lunch somewhere, maybe just on a bench, not on a, not in an outdoor facility. Uh, so that, that's, um, that's not as, as strong as I guess it should be, but, uh, but people are very respectful of the masks. So that's really great. And, and since we all know and think we're going to be wearing them for a while, um, I'm selling them, and it's certainly never something that I thought I'd be reordering week <laughs> after week, but <laughs> I've got different designers of masks coming in all the time. Before we get back to Joe, Gabrielle, you own three stores in Montauk. You have two of Kai Kai Sandals in Montauk and also Summer Stock at Gosman's Dock, uh, plus an inn in, in Block Island. So you come at this from a unique perspective. Um, you're very well connected out there. What steps have you made to protect customers and, and employees from COVID-19 at your three stores? Well, we definitely have signage in the store. We have um, X's on the, we have d- directional signals to go through our stores like you've seen at the grocery store and uh, X's to spot, stand at the register. And uh, certainly uh, we've had a lot of time to prepare for this. So we were, we had some stockpile of sanitizers and, uh, and, and cleaning materials to keep everything uh, clean and, and clear for our customers. Um, uh, we're lucky that, the, you know, the credit card processing is touchless. And so there's, there's things that were already in place. So it was just a matter of becoming new common sense for my employees to pass on to our customers and also for the employees to feel empowered that they could refuse entry to somebody not wearing a mask or they could say, excuse me, could you just back while we're finishing this transaction? Uh, because sometimes that that's hard to, to, to feel okay doing as an employee behind the register when you're trying to be welcoming to customers. And uh, at my inn on Block Island, we've limited staff contact with our with their guest rooms. And everybody has been very amenable to that. Um, if they need fresh towels, they come down to our front desk and they can grab fresh towels. But but they're, they're understanding, the, the guests and, uh, and my customers in the stores, everybody has been very understanding um, and also kind of grateful, you know, just just grateful to be out, to be able to experience a retail shopping experience. 
And so they're they're kind of holding up their end of the bargain. Wow. It's interesting to hear an inn and business owner say people are just grateful, you know, to be here this year. Where do most of the visitors to Montauk come from, Gabrielle? So many of our customers are second homeowners from New York, Connecticut, Long Island area. So they are well established out here. Or I have a lot of day trippers, somebody who will just on Saturday morning, it's a gorgeous day. They'll jump in their car with their spouse or their kids. They'll come out to, they'll just say, let's take a drive to the lighthouse. Let's go out to Montauk. And you see them coming into the store at seven o'clock, maybe picking up a Montauk sweatshirt or something uh, before they head home. That's very nice. Are most of the rooms booked for the summer because you say it's so strong or are there still some? Yeah, so at my inn on Block Island, I have my our weekends are always crazy, and so we only have you know about eight weekends coming up, and um, they are all for the most part yes um, booked and uh, return guests, new guests. I had um, some guests had to had to move their reservations because we did not open there till June one. What do you hear on Montauk? Is there still lodging available? I believe there is. I I believe. Yes, and uh, certainly rentals were up ever since mid-March when uh, I noticed the second homeowners on my street came out and they have not left and (laughs) they're staying and then schools got canceled. And um, I suspect I've even met a few people who are are now enrolling their children in our local schools for the fall because it's a great life out here and uh, they they have the opportunity and this is the time they said okay let's let's give this a shot this fall so um, I, I I believe there's still there's still accommodations in Montauk uh, at the hotels and Airbnbs and such Gabrielle as the owner of seasonal businesses I wonder if you would have any business advice. For owners of businesses in the city that are only able to open at 25% or 50% of capacity as we go along here, I wonder if there are any similarities that you see between running a seasonal business and a business that has to be at lower capacity. That's interesting because all this time I've thought, wow, I am so lucky, even though running seasonal businesses is very difficult because it's such a rush to get everything together and then you have a very short season and then they get your, your, your crowds disappear. I've been, I felt so blessed that um, I did not have a store full of inventory that I was sitting on for those months that we were as retail partners, not allowed to be open. So I completely sympathize with now that new ruling and how do you, how do you manage that? Um, and I, I, People are willing to wait, or at least <laughs> I hope they'll continue to be patient. Um, you know, you see, at least in Montauk, really, there's lines out the out on the street for people picking up a smoothie or um, going into the hardware store when it gets too crowded. And just the different places that we we now have to make these these new uh, spacing uh, distances. Um, I, I think it's just 
trying to be to be vigilant with your your customers to say we will get to you we want you to come in <laughs> but i mean it's it's definitely difficult and frustrating of course gabriel because of the capacity limits do you think that some businesses are not even going to reopen this summer i mean you know is it even worth taking the revenue hit for those who have high rent in town i don't really know about you know some of the restaurants that that may have really suffered at least out here um but because we're all so used to a short season, a short, strong season, I, I, I think everybody is trying to make make a go of it. And the one thing that I found, there was one just amazing moment uh, very early when, when phase two uh, allowed us to open. There was a woman standing at my register, and maybe she was just picking up a beach towel, but she was giddy. And she looked at me and she said, I am so excited about this transaction. Uh, and she was from Brooklyn and out on a day trip, I believe. And so that's what I'm thinking of also when you say about the reduced capacity in the stores, because, um, you know, luckily, hopefully people still want to get into your store and they will, they will, you know, take a moment, take a moment or 10 minutes to, to wait and have their turn in your shop. Gabrielle, I noticed that you said You've told your employees to say to customers, uh, could you please just stand back a little bit and to say it nicely. How are you able to find good employees who are mature enough and dependable enough to be able to work at that level? Great question. And it is so hard, especially in a seasonal environment where you can't offer somebody a uh, a 12-month job. Uh, I'm incredibly blessed that we have long-term uh, employees who have returned to us. And, um, one of my employees, I spoke to her right before she was coming back. And I said, how do you feel about coming back? And she was very worried. She had been, um, in isolation and she was, had been protecting herself. And she, she said, I'm going to rely on, you know, on common sense and, and I'm going to take care of myself and prayer and, uh, and I'll, and hopefully it'll be a great season. And so like, I've just been very lucky, but training somebody, but I've also had new employees who have come in this season and you just have to give them those tools to say, this is the new way that we're running our business. And, um, everybody, we're all in the same boat. The the retail store next to us is in the same boat, whether or not they're going to, you know, want to enforce it like the same way we're doing, we don't know, but, um, but, you know, just, just being friendly and, and, uh, happy to see our customers is, is natural to us. Now this extra policing, it, it, it this, the signage helps. Um, all of us are, of course, wearing masks. So people see that we're taking precautions. So it's just becoming the new restriction of our of our lives. And, and luckily, the employees are, are happy to police it because they want to be safe and uh, keep their families safe. Do you believe that you'll be able to salvage the summer? Are there long-term plans you're making for future summers? I know it's going to be a strong, short summer because the people are here and they still want to go to the beach and grab a beach towel. They still want their Montauk sweatshirt. They still may need a, a, a pretty dress if they're going to some socially distancing uh, party where they can still dress up and they can go to our summer stock boutique. But um, I really also do feel that it's going to be a uh, a longer season in terms of September is a beautiful month out here. So I think there will be a lot of people who may feel a little bit better about traveling later in the season. Of course, if we don't, you know, get this expected possible second wave, but, but perhaps it will be a, a stronger 
September um, with with people coming coming then. So I expect July and August to really just fly by. And then maybe we'll we'll see if we have a strong September that could get us through the year. And then next year, um, I've already thought that some of these some of these policies that we have in place are not bad for the future. We have more room in our stores. We did a lot of cleaning before in all that time that we were were closed. We moved fixtures around so that there was more space in the store. So that provided an opportunity for me to say, actually, I I like the way the store the layout looks. Uh, we're not going to go back to how it was. So um, we've got more space in the store and that allows for more space for customers. And when we're allowed to have more customers, great. Interesting. Wow. Thank you so much for taking time to chat with us. Really best of luck in Montauk this summer. It was my pleasure, gentlemen. Thank you for speaking to me. Our thanks to Gabrielle Long, owner of Kai Kai Sandals and Summerstock in Montauk and the Inn at Old Harbor in Block Island. And also Wendy Collins, the co-owner of Cape May, New Jersey's Mission Inn as Joe and I Focus on these recovery stories and, you know, what is more pressing right now than looking ahead at the summer season and how difficult it will be for owners to reopen and I'll see people itching to get out as well. And Joe and I hope that you stay safe. And if you have a story, a business survival recovery story, you can reach us on social media. We're on Twitter at Joe Connolly Biz, at Neil A. Caruso, at Neil A. Caruso on Instagram and Facebook. As well, you can also reach us through the website, wcbs880.com slash contact us. We hope to hear from you. Hope you have a happy Independence Day, a healthy one as well. God bless America, and we'll talk to you on Wednesday. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.